Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it's great to be with you. And as we start an episode talking about seven celebration today. It happens to be our 50th episode, and so we take a moment to pause and to celebrate that we have been here together 50 times talking about all things contemplative, why this is useful in our lives, what, how it's bringing meaning to our lives. And so we take a moment to celebrate that as a big thing, right? Because 50 is a huge deal. And then I'm actually going to take us down to something much smaller for a moment because we celebrate in both big and small ways, as it turns out. And so I was thinking as I was preparing for all of this, even just last week, we had this moment with one of our girls where she had been quarantined in her class because of a close contact, somebody else that had COVID, which brings sort of an inhale, if you will, right? Everybody holds their breath, like, does she have COVID? Does she not have COVID? What does this mean? And they were telling us everybody else could go to school, but if she was positive, then everyone needed to come home. And I thought that would precipitate a ton more, like needing to tell more people about stuff. This is crazy. So we're in the inhale. We're in the holding the breath. And she gets the COVID test and we wait. It takes like 24 hours. And the email came through, of course, when I'm in the middle of a meeting. And so I'm like trying to check my email inconspicuously because this really matters to me. And I see that it's negative and I think it's negative. Great. So I hold on to myself for the, it's just like a few more minutes left and the meeting ends and I throw open the door and I'm like, Arissa, come here. Oh my gosh, your test is negative. And like, she doesn't even really understand the words negative or positive. She can't even quite say the word negative. Like <laughs> we have to slow it way down. And so I pick her up and I'm twirling her around and she's a little bit surprised that there's so much hoopla around all of this. But it was a really important moment because it was the exhale. It was that space where we relaxed, where we got to celebrate her health and getting to go back to school and resume her normal life. And it had been a little bit traumatic to be suddenly pulled from school. So to kind of bring a little bit of healing to that traumatic space and celebrate her re-entry back into her community felt like a really big deal. Very fun. I loved hearing about the the celebration of, of a small moment. I feel like whenever we, we're talking about celebration, you know, the small moments are important, but yeah, I think the big moments are important as well. And I, I was thinking back to, I think my 40th birthday was sort of like probably one of the most celebrated times of my life. We had this amazing tapas and strings event that everyone in my community came and we had this quartet of strings and they played modern songs and classical songs and people had little finger foods and wine and and it was just you know, this wonderful event where people sort of celebrated me and celebrated my life. That was very fun. I haven't felt celebration like that since then or ever before that. And uh, that was a very important moment to me. But I'm thinking, how can I take some of the small things in my life and celebrate them? 
And I find myself pondering, what are ways to do that? I would be interested to hear what you guys have to say about celebrating the small ways. Because what comes to my mind is just like the big things. Well, I think it's part, It's important that you're both naming that there are big and small things to be celebrated and each has its own unique beauty to it. And I think we do need both. Obviously, there's a little bit more effort involved in celebrating the big things. Often there's planning involved and logistics and things like that. But I think it's important that in these milestones of our life or these goals that we're trying to achieve or whatnot, that we do take time to celebrate. And in episode 49, we talked about the year-end examine and often how that can lead into maybe setting intentions or a focus or goals or whatever it is for the coming season. And I think sometimes it's tempting to just kind of plow through and we either don't celebrate until we reach that final end point And by that time, maybe we're too exhausted (laughs) to even celebrate or we're then like looking onto the next thing, as opposed to celebrating along the way, the little milestones, the journey, the experience, the process. And to me, I think that is what life is about is those moments. But I think to your point, Chris, it's important. And I think every culture in the world has built in communal celebrations, whether it's um, festivities, often, you know, dancing, special foods that you eat certain times of year, um, ritualistic things where maybe you're worshiping in a particular way. And so I think that celebration seems to be something important as the human species and kind of seeing it reflected in all different parts of the world. I do really feel like both are important. And I think I would probably tend without any intention behind it. I would probably tend towards only celebrating the big, like a graduation or a major birthday. Uh, But there are so many benefits to pausing throughout a day, even for little mini celebrations, little micro things. For one, because they do build community. Like there are studies done about why children need this in their educational experience, right? It can't just be until we get to senior year. And now they have like preschool graduation and kindergarten graduation and elementary, there's like 700 graduations now before you get there. But I think they've done it because they discovered we need these rites of passage. We need these moments. Uh, And Chris, I think that whole notion of the big even can seem so intimidating. So if you even think about a wedding, how stressed people can get about planning it. And so being able to have celebrated along the way seems like a really important part of the story to get out of the furrowed brow, head down, working hard, which is my story, I think, otherwise, to say like, okay, this meal is amazing. And we've been looking forward to this meal and mm and ah, we have one child that's like, mom and dad, stop mm and eyeing. But we we celebrate our meals. <laughs> it's like a family value, even if it's not to that one kid yet, it will be. I think something that comes up for me is I think just paying attention and noticing. I've been reading a book for, for years now, and it's, it's To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue. And it has all these blessings for these different times. This notion of celebration, I think, is this idea of noticing and blessing what is. And so I think I can I can more get on board w- with this notion of celebration uh, just by distinguishing what the word is, this idea of noticing and naming, blessing this new day, blessing this meal, blessing this space of being together with your family and celebrating this meal. So yeah, I think that helps me as, as we talk about celebration, because there are these moments in our life that I, I do feel like you're right. We could, we could just go by and not, not really pay attention 
there's a there's a famous verse in the Psalms uh, of Scripture that say, "I will I will stop seven times a day and just give thanks and give my attention." to the divine. I think that's been super important for me in my life. This idea of stopping and noticing and saying, this is good. This is awesome. And I'm going to have gratitude. I'm going to have thanks in this moment. So yeah, that's what comes up for me. And there's a classic book by Richard Foster called Celebration of Disciplines. And he lists all these different celebrations, fasting, prayer. And one of them is celebrating as a spiritual practice. I think that might be the last chapter of the book. And there's a quote that says, celebration as a spiritual practice involves a posture of living so well anchored in the fuller story of God's involvement. And then he goes on to talk about an anticipatory faith and hope, regardless of present circumstances. And I really appreciate that, that somehow stopping to celebrate reminds us that we are anchored in the fuller story of God. And it does bring about a particular hope and joy and some of the delight that we're talking about. And, you know, I I think for me too, sometimes it's easy to want to take the lazy route and, you know, there's these milestone things and it's like, do I really have it in me to do that? But I think every single time that I have afterwards, it's like, I'm so glad that we did it. I'm so glad we went the extra mile. I'm so glad we sort of um, snazzed up whatever it was like the birthday celebration or the, you know, holiday or whatever it was. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think, I know we often talk about the ordinary on this podcast, which I love, but I do think that there's just such a beauty and value in those extraordinary moments as well. And um, making the most of those. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have this conversation around, you know, if we if we get too happy, if we celebrate, does that somehow try to ignore that there's suffering? So there's always this pull, I think, for us around, I've got to get it right. How, how happy or how sad should I be? Uh, but I think one of the most lovely things I've ever heard is this idea that celebrating or being thankful or whatever it would be, um, it doesn't mean that there aren't things that don't need working on. It doesn't mean that there are bad things. It just means that there are both. And so getting to really get the balance of that a little bit and to, to not miss the good, right? Because we really do have this one precious life. And so how are we spending it? And and I, I really do appreciate that notion of even just noticing a beautiful sunrise. I think there are people much better at this than me. But uh, in fact, I had a friend once who said that she, every morning, goes out. She, I, I picture her having double doors on her bedroom. I doubt that that's true. But in my mind, she does. And she opens them, and she welcomes the sun. I don't know what she does on cloudy days. I have no idea. But this notion feels really important of just celebrating. Like, there is a day. And we get that in, in Scripture, too, right? This is the day, and let us be glad about it. And a lot of days, it's easy to wake up and say, okay, what's my schedule? What do I have to get done? As opposed to, this is a day where I have breath and life, and we're going to laugh together. We're going to walk together. We're also going to do stuff. Like, that other stuff is there. It's not that it's not. But we do get to live this life, and isn't that grand? And it's easy to miss that aspect of it. And then even just to bring in another element, there can be issues around, uh, like, blocks in our head, I guess. So, for instance, for me, spending money can feel like such a major block. Like, I, I don't spend it easily. I need encouragement. So then there's this whole question of, should I spend the money? Should I not? How Do I celebrate with money? Do I not celebrate with money? 
Yeah. And I think that's an important practical piece as well, because I think sometimes, you know, we, maybe we do have some money that we could spend for it, but you know, is it, it, there's more practical things, quote unquote, that we could be spending our money on. But I think sometimes those splurges when, when we do have opportunities for that, it really does say like where our treasure is, our heart is too. And I think sometimes spending the little extra for the special decorations or the dinner or the flowers or whatever it is, just ups it a little bit and makes it a little bit, you know, again, in the church calendar, there's ordinary time, but then there's these special times as well. And I think there's something about having set apart celebrations. And I hear you. I, I remember reading a book once and she was talking about, um, I think she talked about like spending, like kind of giving herself permission to spend, right? Like she's like, I have the money, but there was just like, I was clinging to it, having that ability to spend. And then of course, maybe there's leaner times. Like I remember when Chris and I were first married, we had a very, very tight budget. Um, we were working for a nonprofit and, um, we had like a date day once a week. And I remember like one time, like we just did not have extra money. And so we like, um, in our car, we were like finding spare change in our car and we had enough to like go, I think to Dairy Queen and split an order of French fries, <laughs> which we did. Cause we're like, we're, it's our date day and we don't have extra money right now, but we have enough for an order of French fries. And then we went to the park and had a really fun evening beyond that, but we weren't going to let finances limit that. And so I think it can go again, both ways where sometimes you don't need that, but I think sometimes it's like, yes, I can give myself permission to, to take the little extra. I, I had a friend too. And she said, you know, sometimes I just, um, on my grocery shopping, like I will skimp a little bit on the grocery so that I can buy a bouquet of fresh flowers because of the joy that it brings and it elicits in that moment. So, um, so I appreciate what you're naming about something very practical, even how does money tie into celebrations? Yeah. And I think these are just tools, right? Tools to help us celebrate. I love looking for tools to help celebrate. You know, I mentioned like prayers or blessings that this book has given me to help celebrate a new day. Uh, I think music is another tool that we love to use to celebrate, you know, like you know, whenever we go on a road trip, one of the first songs in the playlist is celebrate good times, you know, like our intention is to have a great time on this road trip or this vacation and it, you, sort of getting the party started. And so I, I love that you guys are bringing up tools and tips to help us celebrate. Yeah. And even another two, you know, we have a closet and over the years I've collected things and I, I like years ago kind of sat down with the calendar and it's like, what are all the different celebrations? And there's like the, you know, the biggies, right? Like, you know, Christmas or whatever, but it's like, okay, well in between here, there's not a lot of celebration. And so let's make a really big deal out of whatever it is, St. Patrick's day, or, you know, some of these lesser Valentine's day. And so we've collected these different decorations over the year where every month and sometimes maybe a month has, has double in it. It's like, okay, let's get out all of the really cool coasters that are sort of Irish looking, all the green things we have scarves and let's just like take this week to celebrate this is St. Patrick's week. And so we're kind of making the most of that and amplifying it. So I think, you know, some of the tools can be simple like that as well. Just like some significant things that mark there's something different about this week or this day or this weekend. Yes. And again, I think we just need that. There's something about taking that time. My husband, they have this daily stand-up and 
um, he works remote. And so I often overhear it or we're like prepping lunch while it's, it's about to happen. But it very much sounds like my apps that will be like, this is the whatever day of ordinary time. It feels exactly like that. Only they're legitimately starting a movie. They're like, this is the third day of the second week of the whatever sprint. And you're like, oh my God. And so we often will be like, of ordinary time. <laughs> it's just, so we do need that moment to say it's a little better than ordinary too. Ordinary is fine. I have no problem. Like, in fact, I think this is such an important point because in the Bible, we often see big event, big event, big event, which gave the impression that everything's a big event. Not everything's a big event, right? There were plenty of days of just walking and just getting through. So that exists, but we also need that experience. And they say, like, scientifically speaking, celebration helps us manage our daily stresses. So to have that moment, like, if I'm going to light a candle, let's be like stupid excited about (laughs) lighting a candle or, you know, putting in a new scent today or just whatever is coming. I like aesthetics. So aesthetics can do a lot for me. But even my Noom app, my Noom app will stop. I feel like at least once a week to say, you have done this many lessons on this many days. They're they're tabulating things that I am certainly not tabulating. So yay, take a moment to celebrate. And then they have 700 ways that you could celebrate. Everything from like buying a new pair of shoes, which I'm probably not going to do that, to, you know, don't log your next meal. Take a break from logging your next meal because you know you've got it. And so this little moment to celebrate, yes, I have been doing things. I am working towards my health, whatever it is, right? Yay for me that I just drank that healthy whatever, right? That kind of experience. Thank you guys for having a conversation about celebration. This is going to come out like one day after the new year. So we will have all just been spending some time, hopefully, celebrating that there is a new year coming in. And if we missed that for some reason, this is our fresh opportunity. Or if we're already sick of this year, now we have a fresh opportunity to get excited again. So thank you. is the time in our podcast where we take a moment to celebrate what we are into. So what are we into? Well, I am into scones. And many years ago, I worked for my cousin. She had a tea room. And that was kind of my first introduction to scones because we would have these high teas and these different scones. And I'm like, I really like scones. And so recently I've been trying to, I, I haven't baked scones, but like different bakeries in town or or restaurants trying scones. And I have to say that I have been underwhelmed by the scones that I've been trying. So I don't know that I can quite celebrate yet. I'm in like a hunt for good scones. I will say though, today I had a promising scone from the co-op. It was a um, gluten-free cranberry scone, which I was a little bit skeptical, but the sugar on top and whatnot. So I'm going to give it another try, but this could be my Um, But I'm celebrating the journey. And today there was a little bit more (laughs) excitement around the scone. So I am into the search of the perfect scone. Nice. Hopefully I'll get to share that with you. Well, I have been into the phases of the moon. So we have been doing these walks uh, at night and 
one of the things that we're noticing almost every night is the moon. We've had some uh, amazing cloudless nights. And so my son has a shirt that has all the, all the phases of the moon on it. And one of them, it, it just says the whole pie and it, you know, has a pizza, but we are into looking at the different phases of the moon as we go on these walks. And the moon is just fascinating the way that it, that it shines in the night sky and it's different position uh, in the sky. Any given month is, is just fascinating. So I've been into the, the phases of the moon. Ah, I am into both of those things. So exciting. And actually, what I am particularly into these days is the holiday baking. So uh, when we moved, my bread tins got crushed, which is quite amazing that that could happen. So I've bought new bread tins. I, I did all the research to find out like scientifically again, like what is the best, what color metal, what type of metal, what should you bake your bread in? So that is coming. And then I, I do have to do gluten-free stuff. So I miss out on all kinds of things that I would otherwise love. But I found this recipe for apple fritter bread. The apple fritters, if I could choose a donut, apple fritters, they're the thing. And so this apple fritter bread makes a donut into bread and I can do it. I can do it in a gluten-free way. So I'm making a chai banana, an apple fritter, and then a pumpkin. And I cannot wait. I'm just so excited. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week. <music>